Today's show is sponsored by our friends at orcacoolers.com. From roto-molded coolers that keep your ice good for days. They have drinkware like the barrel, the football barrel, the shorty, the stein, the teeny, the vino. They have chasers. They have coffee campers and travelers. All sorts of stuff. It's going to keep your drinks cold or hot. You're going to have coolers that will keep ice for days. And they're bear-proof. Go to orcacoolers.com slash bourbon for 15% off your order. That's orcacoolers.com slash bourbon. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Old Limestone Mixing Water. It is the mixing water of Kentucky bourbon. We are firm believers here at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Drink however you want to drink. You want ice in it? Put ice in it. You want to put some water in it? Put water in it. And if you're going to put water in it, use water that was filtered through limestone in an aquifer that's 130 feet under the ground. Old Limestone's unique Kentucky limestone aquifer produces a rich, velvety, smooth water with hints of calcium and magnesium which amplify flavors yet with no iron at all you can make bourbon anywhere you want but 95 percent of it is made in kentucky because the water is special use old limestone water to mix take the taste test pour a bourbon neat sip it now add old limestone swirl it and sip again check out old limestone at oldlimestone.com or they're available at a store near you or online Bourbon and Beyond, this September in Louisville, Kentucky, with Bruno Mars. The Killers. Black Keys. Brandy Carlisle. Plus Duran Duran, Billy Strings, Black Crows, The Avid Brothers, Blondie, and so many more. Bourbon and Beyond, September 14th through 17th in Louisville, Kentucky. All passes on sale now at bourbonandbeyond.com. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. I am Sans Zeke Baker. He's on assignment, but together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. It is a very special day. I am at the Duke at the Cumberland Bar at the JW Marriott Hotel. We are underneath Bourbon Steak. There is the Music City Center to the right of me. There is... Union Station to the left of me. There's a lot going on down. We are in downtown Nashville here at the JW Marriott. I have a lot of lot of friends. Too many friends for the amount of mics that I brought with me. And we are all here talking about Tennessee Whiskey Day, Tennessee Whiskey Week. All the good things that are going on with the Tennessee Whiskey Trail. They have some stuff coming down the line I can't tell you about. I was given some swag. I can't even tell you about this swag. And, like, my friend Charity is looking at me funny just because I'm mentioning this swag. (laughs) But there is so much good stuff going on here in downtown Nashville today. And I want to tell all of you about it. So I will tell you right now, sitting to the left of me, is my very good friend Andy Nelson from Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. Andy, how are you? Hi, John. I'm excellent, thanks. How are you? It's good to see you again. You too. You, You have some news. Uh, what news are you talking about? I mean, there's so much news going on. <laughs> and the news that I wanted to mention, just get this out there for you. Honey is being released later on this month. Indeed. 
That is big news for Nelson's Greenbrier. It is. Yeah, once a year, every year. Andy thought I could have gone like five different ways with that, <laughs> and I love have. keeping him on his toes. But everybody get ready. Later on this month, Nelson's Greenbrier is releasing Honey. What day? Uh, the 27th, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. It is the 27th. May 27th. Because y'all invited me to a party on the 26th. That's so. right. 27th, I'm Honey glad, is being... I came close, anyway. Honey is being released on the 27th, and you are going to be a part of Tennessee Whiskey Day and Tennessee Whiskey Week as well, right? That's right. Yeah, we're um, definitely going to be a part of it. Very excited about it. This is the second year that we've really done the Tennessee Whiskey exper- the Trail Experience, and this is the inaugural year of official Tennessee Whiskey Week, right? And we are going to talk to our friend Charity Toombs about that, who is the executive director of the Tennessee Whiskey Guild and Trail and whatever, right? All of it, yes. All of it. Thanks for having me today. We're excited to be able to tell you guys more about what's rolling out, um, not only just for the Tennessee Whiskey Trail experience, but a week-long immersive experience for people to experience Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. Last year, it was just a day. Right. So we had a day at Nissan Stadium in the parking lot. This year, there is a whole week. There is a dinner every single night leading up to Tennessee Whiskey Day. And then there's like experiences going along with Tennessee Whiskey Day. There's like a fill your own bottle at uh, Pennington's. There is a whole thing here on Sunday for women in whiskey at Bourbon Steak. There is a, a brunch. But there is a dinner here Friday night with Chattanooga Whiskey. What else is going on? Tell me about the the other events. I should also mention, when you hear that noise, (laughs) we are in the Duke. The Duke does not have high tables. If you all saw what we did, is I went in the back of the house here with my friend William, and we got four big ice buckets, and we put our microphones on top of these ice buckets. I love what we're doing here. No, it's great. But, but tell me about the week. Tell me about the whole week. So it's really, it's an immersive experience and it's a collaborative showcase um, that really is celebrating the spirits that are being crafted here in Tennessee. And so we've tried to create programming that touches culinary, cocktails, um, events, and other things. And so over the week, you can experience more than 25 plus partners who are going to be doing specials um, on Tennessee-made spirits through pours and cocktails. And then as well, we have chef and spirit pair dinners that are going to be happening throughout the week. Um, like as you mentioned, we are going to roll right into um, certain kind of programming with Pennington's with the Blend Your Own Bottle. Friday, we have a Jack Daniels experience with Lexi Phillips that will also um, include tours and tasting. And then in the day on Barbecue on the Hill, Saturday, obviously, is our grand tasting event that is going to be at the Ascend Green. There's live music. The, in Tennessee, the entire Tennessee Whiskey Trail will be there, a cigar bar. There are chef pairings and more. Um, and then, of course, we actually, um, in the week, on International Tennessee Whiskey Day, which is May 21st, and that is where we will be um, having our Women of Whiskey brunch that will be here at Bourbon Steak. Is there an event at Miss Mary Bobo's? There could be. Stay tuned. I mean, I'm only going if there's an event at Miss Mary Bobo's. Like, I, I, you know, that's my 
a whole reason for going down to Jack all the time. It is. It, literally, someone was telling me the other day that they would they would buy the candle if they could just have if they could somehow capture the scent of the the apples that they have at Mary Bobo's. And I said, I will pass that feedback along. Oh my god! If if we could get candles with the apples, like those are. Like, that's dessert in and of itself. For people that haven't been down to Lynchburg and you haven't been to Miss Mary Bobo's, it is a meet and three. You all sit at a table and it's family. Like, the last time I did a pick at Jack, uh, I was sitting there and they sat us with this NASCAR driver. He was in to do the race at the Super Speedway. So, like, we're just sitting there in this NASCAR. Like, we're like, what do you do? He's like, I'm a NASCAR driver. And was he in his fire suit? No, he was not. But the best part about it is we were like, you any good? He's like, nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm good for uh, middle of the pack every race. And we're like, good for you. So there is so much. I mean, not, not to divert too much. There is so much going on for Tennessee Whiskey Week. You have these fun things that are going to be on top of tables. You have table toppers sitting here. You brought a couple examples of them for us to see. We did. There's QR codes. So you could actually scan the QR code and see what's going on. Just for the fact we want people really to have a chance to kind of taste and see what is happening because Tennessee really is on the rise and the spirits that are being crafted here are one of a kind. And we want people to be able to experience that as well as immerse themselves in experiences that really kind of uh, complement those those spirits. And I don't want to divert too much because we are friends. The three of us are friends and it's very easy. There's a lot of people in this room that we need to talk to. It's very easy for the three of us to talk to each other for a long time. It has not formally been brought up on Dad's Drinking Bourbon, but Charity, congratulations on your promotion to executive director. Thank you so much. We we were very, very good friends with Sarah Beth and we know that the the trail is in great hands with you and we are just so happy that you're there and you are a dear friend as well. So, for those of you that don't know, Charity works her butt off behind the scenes for the, the trail and the guild. And Andy is a board member on on the guild, so he knows. He can attest to it. But Charity is out there really trying to push the tourism aspect of the trail right now. And that is you know something that I think the beginning of the trail has been very much lobbying, right? And right. that's because... Prior to 2008, a lot of people don't know this, there were only three distilleries that could legally distill in the state of Tennessee, and then that law in 2008 changed it all, and then I think you know, the Guild and, and the Trail for so long has just been so focused on lobbying. This is the first year that you really think about the tourism side of it and reaching out to the bartender community in Nashville and, and you know restaurants in Nashville and doing things like that where we have... Tennessee Whiskey Week, and I just want to make sure that that does not go unnoticed. Thank you. That this is a huge, huge step for the Tennessee Trail and the Tennessee Guild that we have this week in and of itself. I agree. And, um, you know, give us time. We went from a day to a week, and uh, eventually we will take all, all, all over all of May. So, coming soon. I mean, Justin Timberlake would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can, we need to try to make that work. Like a a t-shirt with Justin Timberlake saying it's going to be Tennessee Whiskey Month. Right. (laughs) Anyways, we are also joined because there are a couple events here at Bourbon Steak and at the Cumberland Bar at JW Marriott. So both are at JW Marriott. Cumberland Bar, as you go in the revolving doors, 
And after you spend a couple extra times going around the revolving doors, as everyone does, you bang a right as soon as you get in, and that is the Cumberland Bar. And we're going to talk to our friend William from the Cumberland Bar here in a few. I'm very excited. Oh, no, we, we Paul, don't worry. Sit down. <laughs> I'm just saying where the Cumberland Bar is. Don't don't get ready to get off right now. But the, the bourbon steak has its own elevator. Like, so the Cumberland Bar is right here. It hits you in the face. Bourbon steak, you got to get on a special elevator and go up to the top. So, like, if, if you're wondering how to get around JW Marriott, that's it. I do want to talk. I mean, this is coming out next week. This will have already happened. But, William, I'm just preparing you right now. We're going to talk about your Taylor Swift cocktails because it is Taylor Swift weekend. And I do want to know what cocktails you are making for Taylor Swift when she's in town. But also, Paul. From Bourbon Steak, you are a bartender. I don't even know your last name, and I feel really bad. Introduce yourself to the crowd. This is Paul Andrews. I'm a bartender at the Bourbon Steak and resident whiskey enthusiast, so they sent me down to talk on the whiskey podcast. That's awesome. Now, what got you into, you know, obviously you are an on-prem person, you're, you're a bartender. What got you into that life you know, because I know I was in it too. I, I was a, a very proud bartender. What uh, what attracted you to it? What keeps you going in it? Uh, in the lifestyle itself, that just kind of happened. I did a lot of back of the house work in my early life, and um, grew tired with that. <laughs> so gave front of the house a try, and that led to management and. That led to burnout, and so I decided I'd rather be somebody's, you know, reliable employee in the front of the house. Um, and then bartending just kind of happened along the way as something that I was always, I was always interested in spirits, but uh, I didn't give it a try until I got frustrated with something else. And I actually did the thing that you're not supposed to do when you're becoming a bartender. I actually took a bartending course. Oh, no. Yeah, the very thing that you're absolutely not supposed to do. Um, that actually went fairly well and got me my first couple of jobs. had a really funny instructor, broke down bartending uh, eras as pre-Jaeger and post-Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, it's very true. <laughs> um, but yeah, then it's as I moved around the country more than a couple of times, it's just easy to fall into either waiting or bartending, and as a way to make it make make it easy as you hit a new town. So you've been across the country. What's your favorite place, or where's your favorite place you've ever lived? Uh <laughs> it's, it's okay. San, it's, you can be honest. <laughs> uh, it's Santa Cruz, California. I mean, the weather, you can't beat the weather. You know, we're not going to hate you if you don't yeah. say Nashville. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I've only been here for two years now, and it's it's growing on me. I spent many years in, in Santa Cruz. Really enjoyed some time in in uh, South Massachusetts in a small town there. It's, it's, it's cold. The woods. Yeah, now, now you're speaking my language because yeah. I'm I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, so we'll we'll talk about that <laughs> later. But uh, yeah, what what place in South Massachusetts? Uh, Northampton. Okay, 
they have a great fair there for mm-hmm. people that are wondering. The Northampton Fair is is very famous, and they do some horse racing there during the the Northampton Fair. It's a great time. But both of these places just sound really bougie. No. Santa Cruz, Hampton, Santa Cruz is. Dare I speak for them? I would not say bougie is the word for Santa Cruz. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty hippie. Like, yep. Yeah. They filmed uh, the Lost Boys there, right? They did, as well as Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, I it's love awesome that movie. <laughs> that was great. That movie was awesome. When I was a kid, that was always on. It would scare the crap out of me. Yeah. But it was it was one of those awesomely bad horror movies. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Now, a famous cameo. Sorry to interrupt, oh. but also I must say uh, a cameo not necessarily for the town of Santa Cruz, but in Pulp Fiction, he wears his Santa Cruz Banana Slugs t-shirt in the yeah. back of the wolf's car. I I did have a UC Santa Cruz Banana Slugs t-shirt because my uh, athletic director in high school told me about the mascot, and I thought it was so funny. Yeah, they actually made the mistake of ask, asking the students what mascot they wanted, and there is a <laughs> lot of banana slugs on the campus there. And, yeah, they thought they would pick something ferocious, but... it's it's never good i mean it's like that that boat from scotland that was Bodie mcboatface you know whenever you give somebody an option and say what do you want it's never gonna work out well (laughs) but paul you are there is an event on friday here at bourbon steak so there's a, a chattanooga whiskey event but then for the whole week y'all are doing cocktails and you're doing other stuff so Tell me about what bourbon steak is is bringing to the table here for Tennessee Whiskey Week. Well, we've got a regular uh, Tennessee whiskey flight that we do. Uh, We call it a Taste of Tennessee. Uh, It features several different bottlings. Uh, We also feature feature, uh, Davidson Reserve Old Fashioned as our uh, professional reserve Old Fashioned. It's a single-barrel cask-strength version of the Davidson Reserve rye. Is that what we're getting now? Do, do no, we know what is, we're getting now? This is from this is from Cumberland Bar. Oh, so this is from the Cumberland Bar, even though we are at the Duke at the Cumberland Bar. <laughs> anyway, so you have a Tennessee whiskey flight. You have a, a Davidson Reserve Old Fashioned. Yeah, with a single-barrel uh, cask-strength. Right. It's and we actually have two different single barrels from Davidson Reserve Rye up upstairs. Where they have some really good rye over there. Fantastic. Carter is always uh whipping up something good. Yeah. Now you've been in Tennessee two years. What is your favorite Tennessee whiskey that you've had so far? There's <laughs> well, I default to to Davidson Reserve Rye as a kind of an everyday drinker. Um Probably my favorite thing that I have tasted is probably a Chattanooga single barrel, which can be amazingly intense and complex, deep, dark, rich, luscious, and endless. I have to agree with you. I'll bring you over a present sometime. I'll give you a little sample. I was lucky enough to pick the first single barrel of Chattanooga whiskey, so... Uh, it's a it's a very good barrel. I enjoy the the single barrel experience there. But tell us more. I know you brought some goodies and you're whipping stuff up. So so tell I, us I, what you got. I, I actually brought the Taste of Tennessee uh, flight that we do. 
and I apologize for the clinking, and I only... Oh, he has baby glens that have bourbon steak on it. Nice. <laughs> if you can't see it, you got to hear it. I know. Right. You I definitely hear it. Andy, give some play-by-play to what's going on. Mm. All right. So well, if you can't see here, Paul is our, taking glass by glass and placing it on the table. He's got a Chattanooga Whiskey, whiskey 91. Starts with. He's pouring into the glass. The, the I think this one's going to break to the left, Andy. What do you think? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Pass it around. Thank you. So we have Chattanooga this is 91. Chattanooga 91. That's a 75% corn mash bill. The other 25% made up of three different malts a rye malt, and <laughs> a rye malt, and two different barley malts, a caramel malted barley. And a honey malted barley. Paul, I'm going to test you. Do you know why it's 91 proof? Uh, 91 was the barrel number of the experiments they ran in order to achieve, to find what their mash bill was going to be. Everybody come see my boy Paul here at Bourbon Steak. So for those of you that don't know, they put down 101 barrels of Chattanooga whiskey. And they tasted through each one of them. Each one had different char, had different toast, had different mash bills in it. And they got to the 91st and they go, that's it. That's the one. And that's why you see other ones that are released in the experimental distillery. And those are some other things that have come out over time. Some of them have ended up in single barrels. But like, there's a whole lot of great stuff. I mean, I always say... The cool thing about Tennessee, for people that don't understand, like when when the state changed in, 20, in 2008, sorry, I'm messing up, but when the state changed in 2008, Chattanooga was behind. They weren't in that first wave. And so when Tim started Chattanooga Whiskey, he just, he got some MGP and he had time. And he had, was lucky enough to find Grant McCracken from Boston Beer Company, and he was lucky to do a lot of experimenting. And, I mean, not every distillery has that luxury and has that story. That's that's very true. And we're very happy to be hosting the dinner featuring the Chattanooga whiskey in a, uh, in a food pairing. That, From what I understand, it's going to be five courses with five different Chattanooga whiskeys. They're still trying to finalize the menu. I was trying to get the menu from them so I could tell you about it. But I the- mean, if we have to taste through it, right now and then help them decide I, i'm all I, we're for willing that. to we're willing to offer that that sacrifice i enjoy i, I like I that. Mean, charity said she was going to pebble get a pig but i think we could twist her arm here <laughs> you can absolutely <laughs> so what is the second whiskey in your tennessee flight what else is going on here uh second whiskey in my tennessee flight is going to be the davidson reserve genesis this is their birthday bourbon. They took their first distillate and set and uh, set it aside for quite a while, and then decided to start releasing it in small lots once a year on their birthday. When's their birthday, Paul? October. 10th. Think it's the 17th? 17th. Is it? Uh, 
I've got it written down somewhere. But I'm very, very uh, Paul October just fourteen. Paul 14th. is my boy right now. Like I'm so <laughs> impressed. Uh, I thought I was like a Tennessee whiskey geek, but Paul is right on top there. Okay, so seventy percent corn, twenty five percent rye. And 5% malted barley. I keep wanting to put Paul to the test, but I I shouldn't. But (laughs) do you know what the fun thing that they've done with the Genesis in the past was? In the past? uh, I'm not sure. I know they do blend a little bit of new make into it. Well, there are four different barrels. So, And they, they have four different barrels. And then they used to have a Hardest Harvest party on October 14th every year. And you could taste the individual components of the Genesis, the four different before barrels. Before it was blended. Before it was blended. Uh-huh. And then you could taste the final product. And it used to be such a fun day. That sounds like a fantastic day. And Jeff needs... the best job. Me? I thought I had the best job. I'm starting to think you have the best job. No, I had a day job that I rushed <laughs> in from here. Like, if I had your job and did this full time, if this is what I do when I do this part time. Right. Charity, have you ever tried to edit a podcast? <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't make for the best job. I mean, the part, you're right. But then editing is... It takes it down a notch. Editing is not fun, <laughs> but it's one in the morning and my eyes are tired and I really want to go to bed, but I know I got to get a podcast out. It's not a fun time. Fair. So this one, what's the proof on this, this Genesis? Is a, this is a hundred proof. Uh, at one time, I believe it was actually labeled as a bottled in bond. It's still a hundred proof. It is no longer labeled bottled in bond. But... Things change, Paul. Things change. Oh, that's because the, it's a blend now of, of the eight-year, which would be the original distillate, and a little bit of five-year in it. They're talking about putting it in a Solara system. Paul knows his shit. Yes, that's all does. I got to say. Like, I'm very, very proud of Paul, and I will I will drink with you anytime you want, my friend. What is the, This is great stuff. I mean, I'm not going to say anything besides... We could go through tasting notes and all that fun stuff, but Jeff, y'all did a great job down there on this blend. Jeff, Carter, Ashley, the whole crew that is uh, blending everything up at Davidson Reserve and Pennington Distillery. He also just did, just a a side note, I feel like I'm adding some, some color commentary in here as well. They've changed that whole distillery around lately for people that don't know. They've actually moved their bottling line out of there. So, like, that airplane hanger-looking thing where all their bottling was, that's now cleaned up. And there's a whole lot of good stuff going on down there at Pennington Distillery. It's in the nations here in Nashville, Tennessee. So, if you're in town, go check them out. But, Paul, what is the next? How many are in your flight? Is it three or three. four? We're only allowed to put three ounces in front of people, and these are these are one-ounce, one-ounce fours, generally. They are in, in the bourbon steak baby glen. In the baby stir- baby <laughs> glens. All right. So this is the George Dickel single barrel, uh, marked as 15 years old, but this is in actuality. 18 years old. Uh, this barrel was picked by Fred Minnick. Uh, he did some whiskey dinners with us last year and 
while he was there, he picked five different barrels for us. I'll drop this. Uh, this is cask strength at 93.4. And 18 years old, of course, helps helps give it a little bit of Well, cask strength at 93.4, for those of you that don't, I mean, that thing has been aging for 18 years. So obviously making that cask strength, it has been evaporating quite a bit. And uh, as that's been going on, Andy, for, for people that don't understand, why would it go down instead of up? Uh, this is one of the most interesting things that I learned, and I love telling people how it does. So it basically just has to do with if your barrel – I mean, it's simple kind of atmospheric science, which I did not do well in in college. But <laughs> uh, heat rises and humidity falls because it's heavier. So the lower the barrel is in the warehouse, the cooler and more humid it is. And in that environment, the alcohol evaporates first out of the barrel. Conversely, at the top of the warehouse, it's hotter and drier. And that's where the water evaporates out of the barrel more quickly. So barrels at the lower end of the warehouse, like bottom floors, will drop in proof over time. And barrels at the top of the warehouse will rise in proof over time. I also find it funny, too, that it, the, the Rick House, what the Rick House is made out of will help determine this as well, because if you have like a cement Rick House, it'll be cooler, a lot of stuff going on in there. If you have a, a wooden Rick House, it gets a little bit warmer and it'll rise. The, the proof will rise on those as well. The other thing I want to mention for those of you that are listening, that are curious about some Tennessee whiskey stuff, that Dickel 17 just came out. This is nothing against our friend at Dickel, but Dickel 17 just came out and you saw the price tag on it. That pick, it says 13 on the front. 15. 15, sorry. It says 15 on the front because that's what the label says and they're not messing with the TTB to get those single barrel changed. So you just probably got a Dickel 18 for 50 bucks. When other people are paying a lot more for Dickel 17. That's all I got to say if you follow me for fun facts and fun tips. But uh, that is a, an insider tip about George Dickel single barrels. Yeah, and uh, Nicole Austin, the general manager distiller over there, is going to be one of the guests at the Women in Whiskey event that's being held on the Sunday brunch there at at uh, Bourbon Steak. There's a lot of fun people coming to that. Who else is going to be there on Sunday for Bourbon Steak? Uh, it's going to be hosted by Carrie Ann Fuller from Straight Up 615, uh, Lexi Phillips from from the Jack Daniels, the assistant distiller is going to be there, and Alex Castle, the senior vice president and distiller at Old Dominic. Alex is El Presidente of the Tennessee Distillers Guild, so it's always good when Alex is around. Paul, you have been a pleasure. What is your favorite thing on the menu at Bourbon Steak? On the food menu? Yes. There is there is a couple of things I need that are to just... Because I know what mine is, but I want to know what yours is. To me, the lobster pot pie is the perfect complete meal. I love the rib cap to death, but the lobster pot pie is an entire meal all by itself. 
Paul is someone that you can trust. I mean, you, we've tested him. We've tried him. And Paul is someone that you can absolutely trust. Thank you, Paul, very much. It's been a pleasure having you on Dad's Drinking Bourbon. And feel free to hang out and drink more with us. My pleasure. Love to do it. All right. So as we heard from Paul, there's a lot of good stuff going on for Tennessee Whiskey Week at Bourbon Steak. There is the dinner Friday night with Chattanooga Whiskey. They're still determining the menu, Charity. But like, sounds like it's going to be excellent, perfectly paired. What other restaurants are doing stuff while we're we're waiting for our friend William to set up? What other restaurants are are going for the week of of Tennessee Whiskey Week? So there is Ellington's that is paired with Company Ooh. Distilling, some beautiful rooftop at the Fairlane Hotel. Um, Nelson's and Andy is making a presence at Yolan and the Joseph. Ooh. Dickle, yeah, it's going to be good and some beautiful views from the Joseph. Um, Dickel is paired with Deacon's New South, and that is already sold out. I just went to a dinner at Deacon's New South, and that place is great. Yeah. I hadn't been there before, and I used to work at Fourth and Church, and like that whole area has changed. But Deacon's New South was so good. No, I agree. And um, we're also going to be having a dinner at the Southern Air with Uncle Nearest, and it's also sold out. So, buy your tickets, friends. That's the end of the story. Andy, what what whiskeys are you bringing on your dinner? Um, so, we're going to have, oh gosh, if it, I hope I'm right about this, but we'll have our, our core, excuse our Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey and then the Nelson Brothers Classic and Reserve. And then uh, I'm going to bring a couple special ones that are perhaps not available all throughout the year, perhaps not anywhere but the distillery, maybe one that you even mentioned earlier in the podcast, but I can neither confirm nor deny that. I have a feeling, I just have a feeling that maybe the other one, because it's a dinner, might be wine finished. Look, my hands are tied. I can neither confirm nor deny. I'm, if you get a ticket, I'll tell you. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not a betting man, but I would say that like, it's a word that some people can pronounce and some people can't. It may or may not be of French origin. Yeah. like The word anyway. It's like... You said it. I didn't. Like, it It kind of sounds like that. <laughs> but I think that might be one. I think there's awesome stuff, too, that, you know, people aren't... Like, the Nelson Brothers change from Bellmead to Nelson Brothers... You know, you've brought in different stuff into the blend that allows you to do more and not, you know, not to kind of make the focus on you, but to make the focus on you for a second. How has that been having kind of more, more on your menu when you're going to blend your final product? Has that been more fun? Well, yeah. First of all, I'm glad you made it about me. I really appreciate that. <laughs> but, uh, no, the, so, the they're coming to get you. The, <laughs> uh, I gotta go. See ya. Uh, sirens in the back. If you couldn't hear that, um, it's downtown Nashville. So yeah, the elements that actually go into Nelson Brothers are are actually not that different. In fact, they're hardly any different than what what went into Belmead. The the difference is uh, the proportion in which we blend each component. So when you were talking about the components that say went into Davidson's. Um, reserve the um genesis genesis thank you 
Not just a car, but a whiskey. <laughs> so being able to taste each of those components before it goes into the blend, the blend of each of those components is what we've changed. Now you can change the uh, the percentage of each of each component of that blend, but each component you can also change the the age, the um, everything like that. So it it's basically just kind of a rearranging of what we already had because we're still pulling whiskey from the same barrel inventory that we had we're just doing it in a slightly different manner and you know part of that is uh you know we wanted to change the flavor profile and i think we've done so for the better um i'm quite excited about that but you know it's also really fun just to be able to because we started really blending whiskey uh 10 years ago a little over you know almost 11 years ago now so we we're much better at it now than we were 10 years ago so it's fun to kind of uh, have honed our chops in the last decade and, and see how much better we can do it uh, now. Something big's going on. We've we've seen a couple go by. I hope everybody's okay. But Andy, no, that that's great, and we've loved to see the the progression. And I really enjoyed the Nelson Brothers, um, both the Reserve and the, and the Cask. That might be the same thing, but the, both the regular and the Cask. Yeah, classic. Yeah, classic and reserve. Yeah, classic and reserve. Sorry, my bad. It's all right. You can I, cut this out. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll leave it in there. But we've given our friend William enough time to set up. William, you are from the Cumberland Bar here in at the JW Marriott. Um, you took me to the back of the house to help find some ice buckets, so I thank you for that. But tell me a little bit about yourself. How you got here? How how you got into? Uh, bartending yourself yeah sure <clears throat> thanks for having us on appreciate the love that you're giving jw right before uh, bourbon week um a little bit about myself actually i'm not behind the bar these days i'm wearing a suit but my bartenders can fire up a, a serious cocktail so well so i thought, check them out i thought you could do both of course i can that's okay. that's before taking it turn to the dark side putting a suit on i was a mixologist in las vegas for the last 12 years more into the molecular mixology scene um so you know, being introduced to the world of bourbon was the lounges that I was a mixologist at. It was a thing, but, you know, all the heavy pushers, the Woodfords, the Makers, things like that. Um, however. What was your favorite drink to make? Like, because you probably had to create your own. What's the favorite drink that you've ever created on your own? What's, what's, uh. You know, with, with molecular mixology, you can do a lot of things, right? We worked with a lot of uh, liquid nitrogen cocktails, a lot of scarifications. So, creativity the sky's the limit right so you if you have the resources you can come up with you know basically whatever you're looking for um bourbon cocktails i mean you're with the distinct color of bourbon you're very limited on what you can do as far as you know creativity distinction presentation um but you're more clear spirits your gins your rums your vodkas you know again the sky's the limit so as far as a favorite you know really i try to create and customize for for the guests sitting at my bar, right? I won't sit there and ask them five, six questions. However, feeling the vibe that they give, listen, this is what I'm going to make you. Hey, if you like it, great. If not, I'm going to convince you that that's the best drink that you've ever had. So <laughs> are, are you a fan, as I am, are you a fan of Mover and Shaker on Instagram? Have you followed that account yet? I have not. I, I'm going to show you it after. You're going to really enjoy that account. All right, let's do it. But the other thing I will tell you is, you know, how long have you been here in Nashville? I know you came from Las Vegas. So not even two years yet. Okay, so both of so you are just babies. The, yeah. the beautiful thing I will tell you about Tennessee that is not like, you know, when you go to Kentucky and it's very, very bourbon forward, 
there are so many distilleries here that are doing things other than just whiskey. There's the moonshine aspect of it. There's places, you know, if you like Fernet, there's a place in uh, Knoxville that makes, you know, Stanton makes at Postmodern Spirits makes a great Amaro. And uh, there, there's just distilleries doing, I mean, even Keener over at Old Forge has this gin and it's this guy that brings him grapes once a year. And like, it's just, he has this special harvest of grapes and he goes and brings it to him and he goes, all right, here it is, your one time a year. And he makes this gin and he puts the grapes in, in the basket. And like, there's just some cool stuff going on in Tennessee. So I will tell you, as you just got here, don't just think you have to do Tennessee whiskey. The Tennessee Distillers Guild has distilleries that are doing a ton of things other than just whiskey. Yeah, you know what? It's uh, ironic that you said that because I have noticed a trend of these distilleries making more expressions, right, of all different colors. So, this, you know, it's it's good because it could expand the creativity and, you know, they're trying to add to the repertoire as well. So, um, yeah, even, it gives options, right? So Even here in town, Nashville Craft, Bruce is yeah. just whipping up some great, great stuff there uh, that isn't just whiskey. So, explore is all I can tell you. Yeah, no, that's good advice. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So, what what else? You, you came here now, your management... How's that going? Oh, it's great. I actually started my management career in Vegas in in the casinos. Yeah, so this is actually a a good escape from the casino casino life that can get kind of crazy and wild. I got some stories, probably not good fit for air, but um, yeah, it's a good change of pace. And actually, moving here, you know, this being bourbon country, I didn't realize how many bourbon nerds were actually here. Respectfully. Not a bad thing, and it actually really. No, we all suck. It, I'm really, not, uh, <laughs> it really intrigued me. It really intrigued me to hey, let's see what this is all about, right? And no, you know, it's everybody has an uncle's brother's cousin sister that works at a distillery, and they can tell you exactly what's going on, and you don't know shit. Right. I actually recently took a tour of the Jack Daniels distillery. Right, it took me a year and a half to do that, and our guide was breaking it down. It runs through the family, generation after generation, generation, right? As impressive as a campus as Jack Daniels is, it stays within the family. And a lot of these people work, you know, with their fathers, with their grandparents, all within this distillery for years and generations. So that was actually pretty cool to see. Uh, it, was a, it was a good experience, yeah. Did you get to go eat at Miss Mary Bobo's? I did not. Next time you got it, we will make that happen. We'll make we know some people. We'll make it yeah, happen. Yeah, make a phone call for me, will you? Yeah, charity's got you. <laughs> Absolutely, we'll make sure you have that experience. So, what is the the Cumberland Bar is here? Like we said, it's at the JW Marriott. It's on the bottom level. It's where a lot of the hotel guests go if they're not going up to to get a big dinner at the Bourbon Steak. What do you all have down here for Tennessee Whiskey Week? What are you doing? You know, look, we're, we're trying to make, you know, Cumberland Bar, you know, people kind of sometimes look at it as a lobby bar, but we're trying to make it a destination spot. Oh, right? totally not saying it's just a lobby bar. No, so, no, yeah. but it, it gets classified as that often from, you know, guests, but we're, we're trying to make it a destination spot, right? I'd rather have, you know, our guests before, after visiting Bourbon Steak, right, have a nice dinner, uh, enjoy the rest of the evening here rather than leave the hotel and go to you know, somewhere else on Broadway, right? But it's nice. I mean, you, you have the Duke area over here, but then over there, it's still like, it's not your typical lobby bar where you're sitting there and it's like, okay, this place is going to close at 10 and it sucks. And you're like, all right, let me get a drink before I can and bring it back to the room. I mean, it's classy down here. Yeah. Yeah. Very luxury still. Um, 
you know, it's got great energy. The weekend crowd, you know, music gets turned up, lights come down. It really creates an atmosphere and a vibe, right? And that's kind of what I'm trying to get at and, and keeping people inside this building, right? Because if you're enjoying your time, why would you even think about going somewhere else and, and having a cocktail? Our cocktails are fantastic. We have a great list. My bartenders are very knowledgeable. They can fire up a great cocktail. Um, we have 60 plus bourbons to choose from. Uh, so the selection is there, whether you're a connoisseur or just uh, somebody starting out. We have a little bit for everybody, right? All different proofs. We have gasoline to your everyday sipping bourbon, right? <laughs> well, and I'm going to tell you too, for, for people that haven't been to Nashville in a while, I mean, I've, I've lived here for a very, very long time. I used to love going down to Broadway. Like Broadway was very good for locals and all that other stuff. Now I'm going to kind of go to Broadway and I'm going to turn around and probably come back to a place like the Cumberland Bar. And I'm not just saying that for those of you that are listening, they're like, oh man, he's hamming it up. No, Broadway sucks. And I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. It is not the same Broadway it used to be. I love all the people that make a good living working on Broadway. But like for me, there's just too many people. It's too cramped. And the change, I think, you know, and, and I just say, if, if you're looking for a reason to come to the Cumberland Bar opposed to a place like Broadway, it's just loud. As a cop son, like Nashville never used to be this loud. And I feel like, you know, where there's all these noises, there's party buses going by, there's all this stuff, like crime goes up a little bit. Like Cumberland Bar is a nice chill place. Chill, get a good drink, and don't worry about all that other BS. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not <clears throat> I'm not going to Broadway unless I'm eight cocktails deep or I have friends visiting in town. That's the only two. I like your style. <laughs> that's the only two excuses I'll have to go there. Other than that, I'm the same as my man over here is, you know, uh, you're looking for something loungy, great cocktails, good vibe, friendly staff. Right? And I'm old now. As a local. I'm not I'm not young anymore. When I was young, I could handle Broadway. So uh, I'm not saying like it's all old people here at the Cumberland Bar, but it's, it's a chill vibe. Can I also say something? Sure. About, <laughs> <laughs> about uh, how important it is to me, uh, just to your everyday consumer. Um, I, I actually love... Like everywhere around here, the Cumberland Bar is so nice because you mentioned, you know, the knowledgeable staff and bartenders. It's kind of unbelievable how maybe that's taken for granted. Like, I mean, I was in, I think, D.C. at a hotel and I just was at the hotel bar and they were about to close or whatever. But I think I just asked for a whiskey highball um, <clears throat> and the guy didn't even know what that was. And I... I thought it was such a JV kind of operation there. I'm like, you should really know what this is. So all that to say, I mean, I know Paul knows his stuff and, and he's at the, at the bourbon steak up there, but I have been to this Cumberland bar plenty of times. Even I've never stayed at this hotel, but I, you know, live nearby. I feel like you and your wife need to do a staycation. Hey, well, I wouldn't mind it. Let's do it. <laughs> it should happen. Somebody should make that happen, and that somebody should be you, Andy, because you should be taking care of your nice wife. But anyways, so what are you doing for Tennessee Whiskey Week? There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. And then I want to talk about what you're doing this week, just because I'm a little bit of a Swifty, and I'm not afraid to say it, and I kind of want to know. 
But tell me yeah. what you're doing for Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, yeah, sure. He, he's looking at me funny like this no, very he just, large he individual. reference himself as a Swifty. Yes, this very large individual. <laughs> just kind of caught me off guard. Took it to, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Cumberland Bar, you know, located on the first floor. Like I said before, like I mentioned before, it is uh, – we have about 60-plus bourbons to choose from. Uh, again, whether you're a connoisseur, whether you're a newbie, you know, we have everything that you're looking for. Um, a couple activations that we have going on right now. Uh, we have a barrel age cocktail program um, consisting of two cocktails right now. Um, the first, and this is the drinks that you guys actually have in front of you. It's going to be our barrel aged old fashioned, right? It's called the Rocky Top Old Fashioned, and this one is actually with uh, Nelson's Reserve Bourbon, which is coming in at 109 proof. Uh, I use an, a house made orange oleo saccharum. And for those of you not familiar with how orange oleosaccharum is made, at least the way that I do it, I peel a whole case of oranges, I soak those rinds in sugar, I let them marinate for about 48 hours, maybe a little more depending. Uh, what that does is it extracts all the oils from the rinds, I collect that oil, and that oil is what's going into those barrels. So basically what I'm looking for is a more concentrated um, aromatic essence rather than a, a simple syrup or an infused syrup that will potentially dilute the bourbon. I'm really trying to stick with the characteristics of the bourbon and not have it get lost, right? So what I do is <clears throat> every barrel is a 10-liter barrel. It's aged for about two to three weeks. We're looking at 12 bottles of bourbon for every 16 ounces of orange oleo with a combination of Angostura and orange bitters. Again, aged for two to three weeks. It's uh, aged in a charred American oak barrel, so therefore it gives it that nice flavor with the sugars coming to the surface. Uh, and again, that's what you have in front of you. So your first sip, you're looking for the characteristics of the bourbon. Um, on your exhale and the secondary step of the of the sip, that's where you're getting the aromatics of the orange. So they like they don't put you all through stuff like it's all school of hard knocks. I mean, besides Paul, who had that first class. I mean, because you guys, <laughs> really... I did not graduate from the Nashville bartending school. You're right. <laughs> no, but I mean, you sound like you're from New York originally. Am I am Detroit? I, Detroit. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm completely off now. I'm sorry. I, I say a couple words that put me back to my roots. Yeah, I know. They you, won't go anywhere. Everyone the accent won't, won't, won't leave. No. But, I mean, I, I definitely could tell that you didn't start in Las Vegas. But, like, I think you all have kind of just figured out along the way. and real. But it, you can tell people that really appreciate their craft. And yeah, really, very passionate, right? Yeah. I like, think people like Paul, myself, I think we're trying to elevate that game, right? We're trying to put the, JW on the map, right? Yeah, and that's the thing I'm saying about the people here, and it's not like, you know, listen, for, for those of you listening, I'm going to say this again. JW Marriott is not paying us anything. Tennessee Whiskey Trail is not paying us anything. But in meeting these two gentlemen, they're very passionate about what they do, and they're very knowledgeable about what they do. And, and I think for me as the consumer, right, because I'm the one who – Who's sitting here that is the outsider i'm not in the industry you you appreciate the people that give a crap about what they do and i think that for me at least as a consumer i want to go to those places more where i'm like oh he he really is sitting there analyzing this drink going like all right what should it be like on your first sip what should it be like on the exhale like that means something to me and i just want to say i appreciate the 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 
attention you take to your craft and that that means a lot no i appreciate that and and you know what our guests really appreciate it as well if you take the time to break it down to them because a lot of people are novice right they don't they come here and they're not very familiar with bourbons and how they work and and what actually they're supposed to be tasting when they sip it right so that's kind of where we come in and you know whether it's pushing an 80 proof bourbon or pushing a 130 proof right just kind of uh know your crowd feel the room know the room right absolutely what else? I know you have some other uh, barrel aged cocktails as well. Yeah, I'll briefly touch on the on the second one. It's actually a smoked Manhattan, and again, we use uh, a Nelson's brand, which is the classic, and I think that's coming in at ninety three proof. So I'm not using the traditional rye like we would in a Manhattan. So somebody again that's a, a beginner, you know, bourbon drinker. This is a cocktail that would probably be, you know, offered to them just because it's a lighter proof and a little bit easier to drink. And same process, two to three weeks. You know, it's going to be a combination of Carpano Antica Sweet Vermouth and then, of course, Angostura Bitter. So very traditional Manhattan. Uh, however, minus the rye, substituting in a 93 proof. And some people might think that's lower in proof. Some people might think that's higher in proof. Um, and then this one is actually going to be smoked and then served with a smoke trap. So that's going to be with a hickory smoke or an apple smoke, depending on what the flavor of the day is. Now, one question I have, and this is just my pure curiosity, given your background, how often do you do like seasonal turnover of cocktail drinks here? Or is it something where like you, you kind of, you have your constants and, you know, how, op- how often are you changing it up? Sorry. Only when Taylor Swift is in town. <laughs> so what swifty so what are you doing for taylor swift i'm very very curious yeah sure let me just go ahead and grab oh he's he's got his phone well no it's that, the it's the deck right can so. i give a shout out uh no joke and i honestly didn't even think about these half of my products in them so thank you for that but no joke these are hey, just remember that when the honey cask is released <laughs> you wouldn't believe the eye contact that he gave me when he just did that. <laughs> Yes, I'm um, looking at you, very Andy. Powerful. Yes. Uh, Every time I talk to Andy about the honey release, I'm like, so the honey release is coming up. He's like, yeah, uh, you got Black Bell, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Deflect, <laughs> deflect. Yeah. Um, no, but these, But these are uh, truly among the best barrel-aged cocktails I've ever had. Uh, and I have had a lot of them because I travel a lot and whiskey is my profession. So have a lot of these. But these are, you know, these are probably the best I've had. Look at you. I mean, they are really, really, really good. Just throwing out compliments left and right. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm still buying cases of Nelson. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> so what What are you are, – are your cocktails broken down by era or are you doing something else? Better. They're actually broken down by previous exes of Taylor Swift. Interesting. You know, Starbucks did that. I was unaware. Yeah, there were there was a Starbucks in like some place that did it, and I just saw it on Instagram. Did they patent it? No. Then we're good. You're good. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> we're so, in the clear. Now, and this was actually an idea from one of our front office managers about naming the cocktails after X and customizing the cocktail geared towards the personality of the X's. Of course, the list is extremely long, so I only broke it down into four. Cocktails. I feel like William used to be my friend until I told him I was a Swifty. <laughs> So, <laughs> no uh, judgment at all. So do you have a Joe or like, I mean, I want to know how bold you all are. Did you put Joe Alwyn on there or did you not? Because it hasn't officially been confirmed yet. 
He's yeah. looking at me like he has no idea what the hell I'm talking about. So is this a Swifty? No. So reference? she was dating this guy Joe for six years, and supposedly they broke up, and it was announced in the beginning of April, but oh. it's not confirmed officially from either party. I must have missed that article. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have four other exes. All right, let's go. Who do you who do you have? All right, the first one's actually going to be after Jake Gyllenhaal. That that mm, makes sense. Good one. The cocktail's title is Jake's Soul, right? So it's going to be a red cocktail. And this is actually a twist off a of Negroni, right? So all we're doing is substituting Aperol for Campari. Nice summery cocktail. It's going to come with a flamed orange zest. And with a colored mini uh, clothespin with their actual headshot attached to the glass. I'm, all these have their headshots attached to the glass. Nice. Yeah. That taste sounds like very familiar, like I know it all too well. Yeah, you're going to love it. Yeah. I'll fire you up a Jake Gyllenhaal cocktail. <laughs> Sounds good. What what else you got? So this one is going to be uh, Mayer's Passion. So it's uh, after John Mayer. So this is actually a riff off of a mojito. We're basically just uh, swapping out passion fruit uh, and yuzu for your lime. So very, uh, very simple cocktail, but it's going to be topped off with a fever tree grapefruit soda. So it's going to give it a nice aromatic finish, and I think it's going to go good with the feminine palette. Do you woulda, coulda, shoulda thought that you used a different fruit, or is that the, the right fruit that you want to put in there? I feel like you're speaking in all Taylor Swift lyrics somehow. I don't uh, know them, but the way is that, that why speaking, I'm having a hard time following them? I don't know because I'm having because I am thing. not relating I don't at know all. If I don't. I'm using the songs that she wrote about those specific individuals in the conversation, but you know, anyways, continue. Okay. Lautner, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Lautner, right? Yeah. We all know this guy. Um, she didn't write very many, many songs about Taylor Lautner. I, I wouldn't know. Um, so this next cocktail is going to be called Bubbles with Lautner, right? So... This one's actually kind of a riff off a lemon drop, but only we're using ancho chili raised liqueur, so it's going to add a little spice. We're using yuzu sour rather than lemon juice, and then we're going to top it with some sparkling wine. Y'all went for the deep cuts of Taylor's exes with that one. You know, this was advice that I got from one of our front desk uh, managers, so I thought it was good advice, so I just kind of ran with it. No, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. It's deep cut, but keep going. <laughs> You could tell me this is completely inaccurate, and I would just agree with you. No, it's okay. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's where we're at right now. They they dated for like a month. They were in Valentine's Day together. It was you know, it wasn't one John, of her. Am I like detecting jealousy in your voice here, or is that just me? I'm just My saying, like yeah, a little defensive. Right? <laughs> I'm just saying, like Taylor wouldn't have been. Anyways, continue. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna knock your socks off with this one, right? I know we're like Harry Styles. I, I was gonna say like Harry Styles, Jerry Jonas. Styles. Like you needed something that I actually had Joe affected Jonas her. There, she actually convinced me to swap it out for Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, you, Jake is like she wrote a ten so minute Lonner song against Jake. Yes, so that's he should have been eighty six. Okay. I'll come to you for advice. No later. worries. I got Next you. time she's in town, I will definitely. I'll give you, I'll give you my number. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, so the Styles pizzazz. It's just going to be a riff off an espresso martini, right? We're using Jack Daniels. We're going to actually use a Luis's, which is a coffee caramel liqueur from our friends over at Nelson. Oh, look at that. A little bit of simple and espresso. A lot of shout outs to Nelson today, right? Yeah. That's why I'm here. <laughs> that honey cast is going to come through good. I got you. You know where I'm going with this. Uh, yeah. And then we're just topped off with a couple ounces of espresso, right? And then with a uh, headshot of Harry Styles attached to it with a pink clothespin. 
100% you're out of the woods with that one. You're good. 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 Well, that is my last uh, Taylor Swift cocktail. And that was a reference that was completely over your head. <laughs> <laughs> the last seven minutes have been completely over my head. So, <laughs> we have. Is there anything else you want to say about Tennessee Whiskey Week, what's going on at the Cumberland Bar, and what people should expect here at the JW Marriott? Yeah, so we actually uh, we do another uh, we do another activation that's unique to Cumberland Bar, right? So we actually just like bourbon steak, we offer flights. Um, we actually have uh, an option of three different three different flights, and I'm not. You gonna, have a taste of Tennessee flight for those of yeah, you that yeah. don't understand. I'm not going to taste everybody on all this because we're going to probably walk out of here sideways. So I'm just going to go ahead and explain to uh, the first flight. We have taste of Tennessee, so four expressions: Gentleman Jack, Chattanooga whiskey. Uh, Davidson Reserve and George Dickel, right? So we have cool little um, education pieces, little tasting notes, and on the back you can actually write your own notes for, again, the novice uh, bourbon drinker or if you want to try something new, we definitely have those offerings. Uh, the next flight is going to be Woodford Reserve flight. So four expressions again. We're looking at Woodford Rye, Woodford Double Oak, Woodford Wheat, and Woodford, uh, our own JW Barrel pick. So something that you can only get exclusively at JW. So check that out. And last but not least, Nelson's Distillery Flight. Again, Look at this. It's like... It's meant to be... Oh, come it, on, it, John. Let him talk. Let him talk. <laughs> Four different expressions from Nelson's. <laughs> Thank you. Greenbrier, Nelson's Classic, Nelson's Reserve, and the Nelson Sherry Cask. And again, we offer these all day, every day. They come with tasting notes. And again, an area for you to take your own notes in case you want to expand your bourbon knowledge. We have that available for you anytime you want. Cumberland Bar, first floor, JW Marriott. That is awesome. Well, my friend, I knew you were trouble when you walked in, but I'm was still. It the suit? Well, yes. It was the color, wasn't it? 100%. But that was also a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's too too much. Are we done here yet? (laughs) But no, it has been a pleasure. Thank you for letting us know what the Cumberland Bar is doing for Tennessee Whiskey Week as well as for Taylor Swift Week. But just thank you in general. There's a lot of good stuff coming on at the the Cumberland Bar here at the JW Marriott. And, uh, you know, we are going to say goodbye to you, my friend. So thank you for coming on Dad's Drinking Bourbon. We're going to invite our friend Chris to come sit down from the U.S. Bartenders Guild. So... We're, we're going to banter while they change seats. And then, uh, you know, Andy, I think you have a new best friend. I'm ready to banter. John, I have to ask you. <clears throat> well, first of all, you've proven your your swiftiness, if I must say. But there was a moment where the energy shifted and I realized every word you were saying was a Taylor Swift lyric. And I think everyone else felt it, too. I think they felt it in the back, for sure. Yeah. It, there was a there was a jolt in my chest. There was something weird happening. Well, the thing that you don't understand is every Tuesday on Instagram, and what Andy you don't understand. But Andy Nelson does not have Instagram, That's and right. and for those people that know my friend Andy here, he is very social media illiterate, and it's okay. We love him anyway. His brother Charlie is not. But every Tuesday, I post Taylor Tuesday, where I have a bottle of E.H. Taylor, and I will post a Taylor Swift lyric for Taylor Tuesday. Now, the word bourbon nerd was used earlier, and I just want to toss that out there again. I have no problem saying that. And when you're my size, you can do pretty much whatever the hell you want, (laughs) and people aren't going to say too much. 
That's well, all I have to say. Great segue for Chris here. I bet right. I'd like to see you guys go at it. Well, the pro- the problem <laughs> is, so I met Chris in the bathroom, and <laughs> <laughs> if there's any way to start a conversation, that would be that way. <laughs> that, that's a great way to start a conversation. But I, Chris, I have to say, the first thing I noticed being a good Bostonian is I saw your hat, and well, I was like. That was it, right? Yeah, the single most polarizing symbol in all of professional sports. It the is. classic Yankees logo there. Everybody loves that, right? Well, Chris, I'm going to teach you something about myself right now. As, okay, I can't wait. Is as, this a Taylor Swift lyric? No, it's not a Taylor Swift okay. lyric. This is my debit card. Yes. And it is the Red Sox debit card. To be super clear, I'm like not like... I grew up in New Jersey as a little kid. And so for me, it's like a nostalgia thing. And... uh I picked it up because I had a friend last year who happened to pass away that was living up in Brooklyn. And uh, so I got it as a bit of a tribute to him. And then it was also reminds me of like my childhood and my father and things. And so it's for me, it's about nostalgia and things. I do realize it's absolutely polarizing. Oh, 100%. But, uh, and yeah. <laughs> so I once didn't get a job in tech. So I work in tech. I used to work in radio, but I work in tech as a day job. And I was going to interview for a company in New York. And... um and they were talking about how like they took trips to Yankees games as an office and all that. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I, I I'm fine sitting out. And then they were just like, yeah, we're not going to hire you. <laughs> so that, that's kind of what happened. Like my Red Sox Yankees um, the hatred goes deep, but it's also a respect too. I'll sure. just say that, especially for people. Once I found out that you're from there. It's one of these things now that I've, I've outside of Boston and I live down here. If it's somebody that's like down here that just wants to look cool and wear a Yankees hat, I'm like, oh. Uh. And then once I know you're from there, I'm like, ah, respect. Yeah, it's one of my dad's prized possessions that I can think of that I would name as that. He has a tiny little uh, photograph, like Polaroid-looking printout picture, you know, that's like this big. That's uh, him sitting on the dugout. In the background, you can barely make out the silhouette of, like, actual Mickey Mantle and everything. So, like, it runs pretty deep for him. And so it's kind of like a shadow, like, yay, Dad, kind of thing. Well, I don't follow the games and watch all your game or anything. So just to be super clear, no. don't, start, don't start running me down line stats here. I'm going to fall off real quick. No, and the socks, the socks are not doing well this year, so don't worry. But tell everybody a little bit about yourself. We know you're from Jersey, but tell everybody what well, you do. That is a childhood. When I lived in Jersey, it was like the real life version of Stranger Things in the 80s, man. I mean, I'm in 40 something. I'm 44 this year. So I've lived in Nashville for 25 years. Uh, I'm a Southern guy, really. Uh, so my uh, entire career is hospitality here in Nashville. I grew up working in this town and I've grown alongside of it. It's grown alongside me. It's been a really cool experience. Um, I grew up similar to our friend Paul. I grew up working in the back. I grew up cooking. Uh, I did that for 20 years. And then as he expressed, I got very tired of that and was ready to move on. And I moved into spirits and I got lucky to uh, jump straight into working at a little place over on the east side called the Fox Bar and Cocktail Club. One of our partners for Tennessee Whiskey Week coming up here. And uh, that was just kind of a pivotal 
thing for me into jumping into the whiskey and spirit side of things. And you are the president of something. We, um, we currently, should... yes. I've been working with the board of directors for the United States Bartender Guild since 2019. And as of January, they named me as the president of the chapter. Congratulations. Like, so I was hoping you were going to say the president of the Taylor Swift fan club. but Well, not that. No, I'm never going to be able to John live that down with all of you. To but... tie all this together with my 25 years of Nashville work, I can I have two different Taylor Swift stories. <laughs> and one of them is hilarious. It's a place one of our partners right now on, on Whiskey Week is Love Language. And I used to work at that space way back when, when it was called The Boundary. And I waited on Taylor Swift uh, with another ex-boyfriend who shall remain nameless and um <laughs> and i went through the entire meal casually informally as if we were best of friends and the management at the time comes over and they're like chris thanks so much you did such a great job with that and i was like well what do you mean what in the they're like dude that was taylor swift and i was just absolutely oblivious the entire time that it was taylor <laughs> swift so, so <laughs> i have i also have a taylor swift nashville story as most of us do right but i used to live at the cumberland and i lived at the stallman and we were down at the merchant one day and she was eating and I literally was right next to her. She was at the table next to me eating and I called a client. I was like, dude, don't say anything. Just get your ass down to the merchant. Don't say <laughs> anything. Awesome. Don't do it. You know, but very it's a Nashville moment, but it's a very Nashville moment because I never once said one word to her, yeah. you know, like that's just how we roll here. Sure. But she was right next to me the whole time. The other story I could have that would involve our friend uh, T. Swift would be, uh, well, I used to uh, run the kitchen at Five Points Pizza. I was the original culinary director there. And once every month Great or so, job, by the way. Oh, well, I know. I, it was, I was one of a, a crew of people that helped make that thing into the machine that it is. I don't ever take credit for it. It's, it takes a village, right? But, oh, no. But, it's, uh, good, it's good-ass pizza. That's all that, I'm I can you. agree with that. I go there once a week still, man. But uh, here's the thing. Um, uh, every month or so, she would call in and order just a whole stack of pizzas and throw them on the jet with her and her friends and they would fly off with a bunch of five points pizza all the time so that was a so if you're hearing this too swift i hope you enjoyed your pizza pie (laughs) (laughs) well you know her friends are still in town i'm sure she still calls in a favor every once in a while right Show it to five points as well, guys. Keep making those pizzas. I need them. They are the best. They are so good. They are literally one of my favorite pizzas in Nashville, and it's one of the only pizzas I and, – and I'm curious. I mean, I know you you don't claim it, and I've now lived in the South longer than I've lived in the North. I, I had that you know Mendoza line that happened, but I think for me it's one of the only types of pizza that reminds me of home. I think so. I mean, one of my favorite things, you hear that all the time. I mean, I haven't worked in the pizza world in a very long time, guys, but that's one thing you do hear when people walk in. When people walk in there, they would say, well, I'm from New York or I'm from New Jersey. It's like, okay, cool, sit down. We got you. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's so funny that people lead with that all the time. But you can make good bread anywhere. You can make good pizza anywhere if you take the time and pay attention to the details enough to be able to do so. Uh, there's a lot of the uh, people selling truckloads of water and things to people in smaller markets, and I don't think that's ever been a real thing. Uh, that's just, I'm, I don't know, it's not my no, I mean, you know, I think it works for Kings County Distillery to talk about the water there, but well, it sure. doesn't. It doesn't talk. Uh, you know, it doesn't work for people that are getting pizza in Nashville, oh, right? I didn't mean to go straight to pizza. I just love pizza. No, I, I love pizza too. I'm sorry that we've taken over this conversation. Andy, do you like pizza? Well, I was just about to announce. Uh, I know it's not April Fool's Day or anything, but I was going to announce our uh, our pizza flavored whiskey that we're coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad to have been afforded this opportunity. I wouldn't put it past you. Do you know one of the, the best kept secrets that ever happened at Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery? Uh, 
Uh, I'm sure there's more than one. Before Bellmead Honey, there was the Right on the Honey, where you oh, actually yeah. made whiskey from honey. Wow. Like, it wasn't like a honey lined barrel it was actually whiskey made from honey yeah we not we actually never even sold technically sold a bottle of that we only made so much but it was and by the way it because it wasn't made from grain it can't be called whiskey oh yeah sorry it was <laughs> I it thought was a real a, nerd would know that but no it was <laughs> it was a dis, distilled uh, <laughs> yeah, distilled or, spirit yeah special a honey spirit yeah we took we actually fermented honey and then distilled it and, and did some fun things to it in between it, it's one of my favorite things that I ever, the first time I ever interviewed Andy and Charlie, I got to see it. I'm like, ah, I feel like I'm seeing like inside baseball right here, but you know, it's kind of cool. So, so tell me all the things that you do as the president of the chapter and you know, ev- everything. I mean, there's a ton, right? Cause there are so many bars and restaurants here in Nashville, aren't there? Absolutely. This is one of the biggest fastest growing hospitality markets, I should say, uh, right now in the nation. And so to be the face of the organization that sort of uh, serves as the liaison between the distributors and the distilleries and the actual bartender community itself is a big job. Uh, I, I take it very seriously, but I, I also uh, I enjoy it. It was a huge honor and quite humbling to have that table full of bartenders that are, I guess I'm refer- referencing the, the board of the Bartender Guild, to have that group of bartenders look at me and tell me that I was in charge of the club for a little while was quite a humbling experience, you know. And uh, and I do, I take it pretty seriously. But what I do throughout the year is I, uh, I do programming to help keep hospitality professionals um, um, engaged with uh, continued education and, you know, networking opportunities and... Um, uh, they can get certifications through the Bartender Guild, and uh, we do community service, and it's all about tradition and camaraderie, and that's sort of the notion of it. It's a national organization. Uh, we just happen to run the Nashville chapter here. And running the Nashville chapter is probably how you met Charity over there. That's right. We, uh, I was briefly involved with the inaugural uh, Tennessee Whiskey Celebration that we did last year at Nissan Stadium that you mentioned. Uh, I got to speak to some uh, groups about Tennessee whiskey and making cocktails, and uh, that was really fun, especially considering on the wanes to the, on the side of the stage to me were some great ambassadors from here in Nashville that I know that their job is to speak on Tennessee whiskey. So to be the one that they trusted with a microphone was a pretty cool feeling. Um, but I've, this is a bit of a continuation of that. And uh, I think what really happened is Cherry Shoulder trapped me because I have this access to the community. As I mentioned, I sort of, that's sort of the bulk of my role is serving as that link to the actual bartending community. So when she showed me this list of potential restaurant and bar partners and was like, can you get a hold of these people? And I just said one word, yes, to the entire bulk of the list. And that was sort of where it all started. And so I should mention, you know, we have these these five restaurants that are doing main things that are, you know, tasting things, but there's 25 different places that you can go to. What are all these places that are involved? I mean, can you probably can't even list them off the top of your head. Sure. Let's not, I mean, yeah, feel free to check it out. Uh, you can see the complete list, uh, you know, online on our Instagram and things for sure. But a lot of these partners are doing a lot of different things, ranging from uh, really creative cocktails all the way to uh, special pours that they've lined up. Uh, you're going to see some flights. Um, 
of some different Tennessee whiskeys give you an opportunity to uh, go through a selection of these things in one sitting in a beautiful environment, you know, come out and support your local bars and bartenders that are making this happen for us throughout the year. You right. can list them out. If they're on the back of the placard, you can tell me, okay. You know what? I mean, we can start going through some of them. Yeah. I mean, we have partners like Bastion and um, Jane's Hideaway over there on the east side. Just listed as a uh, must-see in Nashville by the New York Times. I don't know if you saw that. I mean, they um, called us the It City. Oh, know, yeah. That's I mean, it, right? Um, as far as other restaurant partners, we're going to have Black Rabbit. And uh, as I mentioned, Love Language. Um, Pullman Standard on there. That's a great one. Uh, we have... Uh, Amy Van Buren over there. We were talking about them, uh, Miss Mary Bobo's and apples earlier, and she did a Gentleman Jack Sour competition in the National Jack Daniels Sour Finals that was hosted here in Nashville. Oh wow! And it was all about that exact scent of those apples, and that was she's talking about going into the country diner kind of environment and smelling those baked apples and that was the premise of her entire cocktail for a national final so if you get a chance to go check out pulling the standard i would absolutely do that um and it just keeps going guys there's many bars on here we have uh we have the fox of course we have uh hathorn over on the west side urban cowboy jumping back over to the east side guys these are 20 different bars and restaurants across the expanse of nashville oh i know and it's awesome and for those of you that have never been to urban cowboy there is an airbnb next to it but is Jetski still the the manager over there? Oh, I don't believe so. Right now, it's uh, buddy Zach. My favorite thing was the old manager over there. His name was literally Jetski. Okay, like, and you would go see him and be like, "What's up, Jetski?" But there, there's other, um, you know, other things going on as well as distilleries here as well. You know, between um, Nashville Barrel Company, Nelson's Greenbrier, as you know, Standard Proof Southern Collective. Uh, Pennington, you know, so there, there's distilleries that are in here as well, as long, along with Corsair. There's 20 different places, Charity, that you can go. Literally pop around, have a taste of what is being crafted here, and by all means, like, enjoy the specials, but celebrate what's what's being done here in Tennessee. We're very proud of it. And for those of you that can't remember off of, like, what we're saying here, is there a place they can go Absolutely. to figure out where... So you can visit tnwhiskeytrailexperience.com or you can obviously follow the Tennessee Whiskey Trails Instagram at tnwhiskeytrail um, and there's information <laughs> about that. I can tell you whose Instagram you can't follow. <laughs> <laughs> Andy I'm Nelson will not be telling you what to do. <laughs> uh, but Chris, thank you so much for everything you do for the community and you know for somebody who enjoys going to bars. I really appreciate all the work that you put in to make Nashville a better place hospitality-wise. Thank you for everything you do to partner with the tour. We know that thank you for everything you do to partner with the guild and the trail. Absolutely. And we know that you are going to do things in the future. I hope I find that spot to edit but I'm just saying that in reality, I probably won't because this is a very, very long episode. But thank you for for everything you do. Thank you for coming on Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Well, it's been a pleasure to be here. And thanks to uh, all our partners in Tennessee Whiskey Week and everybody who helps keep make that possible, along with everything we do throughout the year with the United States Bartender Guild. And you guys are the reason we're able to do this. And I do appreciate that support. And it's like I said, it's been a pleasure to be here. And the, the overall message from today is go to the Tennessee Whiskey Trail experience, go to Tennessee Whiskey Trail Week, and tip your bartenders. 100%. Charity, anything you want to say before we end? Come out and celebrate. We're excited. There's something for everybody. So come and immerse yourself during Tennessee Whiskey Week. Thank you for everything you do. We really appreciate you. Andy Nelson. 
It's always a pleasure. Indeed, always a pleasure as well. By the way, can I just shout out Charity? You said tip your bartenders, and then she said 100%. So take that for what you will. Yes. More 20 is the minimum is all I'm going to say from a guy who was in the industry. Like 20 is bad service. 75 is average. Yeah. And Andy, I just want to say uh, people should listen to your podcast as well. Oh, well, that's awful sweet of you. Do you uh, want to tell everybody about your podcast? I, sure. It's called Still Life. Um, and John Edwards was my very first guest. I did not expect I was going to be going on and bearing my soul. I do want the Boston accent to come back out. Please. It was my favorite part of that episode. I'll do it after we we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you as a guest again. Maybe you'll be on the ninth episode and then yeah, who knows? you'll do the whole thing in a... Boston Act. But if you haven't figured it out, y'all got to go down to Nelson's Greenbrier. You got to you got to get some whiskey. William is is already there. He's already doing a lot over there. But uh go to Nelson's Greenbrier, drink Andy's whiskey and uh check out their new spot. They just renovated. Everything looks awesome. There's going to be a restaurant there soon. You have a job fair coming up. When when is the job fair? Uh, I believe it's the 11th and the 15th of may if i'm not correct if i'm not incorrect well crap maybe i gotta put this episode out tomorrow <laughs> who knows <laughs> y'all find us on facebook at dad shrink bourbon twitter at bourbon dads instagram at dad shrink bourbon please leave us an open and honest review just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink and uh you can find us here in nashville tennessee cheers cheers